In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Sammy Sage I'm having a relationship with my pizza and Aileen Drexler I'm gonna make you girls a hump day treat in a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram Just doing my workout Tuesday's arms and back but feels anything but in real life Is butter a carb? Yes This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie from people who understand the struggle I'm on the third day of my cleanse diet Hello, and welcome back to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Sammy, and I am joined again by Marissa Cabus, who shared with us so many incredibly helpful personal experiences in the medical fields um, and weight, and with weight stigma. So we are back. We are here with a non-scale win and Dear DST episode. Um, but first, Marissa, update us. How are you feeling about your upcoming surgery? I'm feeling cautiously optimistic. I think that through all my research, I I found a really good doctor and um, I got a really good vibe from her and just feel really good in her hands. And so um, I, I feel like I'm jumping into this with, with eyes wide open, which is a good feeling. That's really, that's really important. I really hope that everything just goes smoothly and, you know, fibroids no more. So. <laughs> fibroid <for> 2K22. <laughs> exactly. That could be your new aim screening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do a non-scale win to start. Um, I'm going to read the audience non-scale win and then we're going to do our own. So let's go. It's addressed to Sammy and Aileen, but hi, Sammy and Aileen and Marissa. <laughs> First off, I just wanted to say thank you for all that you do and your vulnerability and candor. Your podcast has been a huge comfort and inspiration for me, especially during the pandemic. My non-scale one is kind of silly, but I think relatable. I ordered a pair of jeans online from a brand I've never bought jeans from, but in a size I typically wear in other brands. The other clothes from the order fit perfectly, but the jeans were just a little too small. In times I was less in- less secure in my body, I would have kept them anyway and used them for inspiration. Oh, God. The same. <laughs> but I said, fuck it, and exchanged the jeans for a larger size. It felt so good to get rid of something that didn't serve me. Sizes are arbitrary anyway, Right. Much love. One size does not fit all, betch. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what she said at the end is like, sizes are truly arbitrary. Like, quite literally. Like, we really do need to remind ourselves that and everyone around us. <laughs> yeah. Like, they truly bear no resemblance to each other, to any specific metric. And just something to keep in mind when you're looking at clothes. But yeah, clothes shopping, I think, can be is shadily one of the hardest, at least pieces for me in terms of like body image recovery. Just because I feel like that's where you really confront your size. And yeah, I I think so much of weight is like how clothes look on you. Yeah. And the idea of flattering, something's flattering or not. And what does that even 
mean and it's <laughs> it means it means it makes you look thinner than right. you otherwise do that's what yeah so pretty much our whole lives we've been judging what we should wear on if it makes us look thinner or not yeah i think that that's a fair assessment <laughs> and, yeah. and we wonder why we have issues with our bodies <laughs> yeah we do <laughs> although it's quite clear why do you have a non-scale win for us yeah, so mine's actually kind of related to the the listener non-scale win. So I, you know, clothes, like you said, are a really big obstacle when it comes to body image. And um, for a long time, I, when I was uncomfortable in, in something that I was wearing in particular, I, you know, took it as some sort of personal failure and I, I blamed myself. And I thought that wearing, you know, more comfortable clothing was, um, you know, a surrender. And now, especially in light of my fibroid diagnosis, um, I've just taken to wearing what what feels really comfortable and really making myself feel completely at ease and and knowing that what I'm wearing is not um doesn't define me and I just need to take care of my body where it's at and right now that means really comfy clothing and it's okay yeah uh, who doesn't want to be comfortable at all times like, it's just <laughs> clothing is so uncomfortable is really the truth like like it's the more true. fancy jeans. I mean, you can have comfortable jeans, but overall. I was just talking to a friend who is interviewing for a job where a suit is required um, to wear at all times, which just blows my mind because after COVID, the fact that that's even a thing anymore is just wild. Um, but that, you know, wearing a suit is not for everyone and it's really uncomfortable. And I feel like that is sort of exclusionary in a way too, because it's like, you may not be able to easily find suits that you feel are quote flattering on you or it's just not a good that fit right or it's also just like not a good look for most people (laughs) suits are terrible (laughs) yeah they i mean now i see someone in a suit i'm like you look like a clown this is not (laughs) what we're doing anymore like why are you dressed like you're going to the opera with abraham lincoln like it's just so weird yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's very very passe i mean i think the idea of dressing for comfort i hope becomes more common moving forward because why shouldn't people be comfortable at their jobs that they spend all day at right like how does that help them perform better but Different issue, separate issue. My non-scale win is that, okay, this, my mother and I just recorded a Back for Seconds episode about grief and about my brother. And I was really, you know, we kind of like slated that we were going to do an episode about that for like a few months now, but I had been really stressed about it and I like hadn't been prepared to have it. Like it was just too much of a conversation. But we did it, and I'm really proud that um, I was able to sort of, like, open up about some of those feelings and to my own mother, and it's hard to be vulnerable with your family sometimes. So that was – my that's my non-scale win is, like, a new level of vulnerability. And you can all listen to that episode when it comes out on Back for Seconds. It might be out already. I'm not sure, but – I'm sure you can figure it out <laughs> by looking at the feed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a that was a doozy. We just did that right before this. Yeah. How are you feeling now? You're feeling okay about it? 
I'm feeling okay, but I haven't had like a quiet moment since. So, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, we'll see. We'll see. You know, these things take a lot to process. Yeah. Just be gentle with yourself. <laughs> I don't have a problem doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. As I was saying it, I was like, look who I'm talking to. <laughs> yeah. I could be gentle with myself. Yeah. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens and it is the only thing they will eat. It comes in these pate packages and you scoop it and you just feel like you're a chef for your baby kitties and they j'adore it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order plus free shipping, baby. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, let's 
do a Dear DST email. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Dear DST, I've been so stressed because I have my annual doctor's visit next week, and every year I stress about this appointment so much. Since I was young, my doctors told me my BMI is too high and that I need to lose weight. I didn't hear it for like five to seven years, which felt good, and now I've started hearing it again. And honestly, just when I'm starting to feel way more comfortable in my body. It obviously makes me feel bad each time I hear it, like I'm doing something wrong. Last time the doctor told me no pasta is worth eating unless it's from a five-star restaurant, and that I, of course, just simply disagree with. My point is I know I have to go to the doctor to get checked out, and I want to know, is something seriously wrong, but I am so sick of hearing trying to lose, try losing some weight, what's your physical activity like, and try incorporating some more fruits and vegetables in your diet. I know, I know, I know, and I'm sick of it. So do I say something to my doctor before? And if so, how do I go about it? I don't want her to think I'm defensive. Thank you so much. I know, I know, I know, Betch. <laughs> It's funny, we were kind of just talking about this on, you know, the Sunday episode that the BMI chart haunts us. Yes. And I can't believe it's still a thing. I mean, I I can't believe that doctors are still referring to it, but um, I'm fully aware that they are. I guess my first reaction is you shouldn't be going to a doctor that you're afraid of. Um, That was a a lesson that took me um, becoming a full-time patient to really understand. Um, A good doctor is one who you feel you can bring anything to. I mean, you're talking about your your entire body. And if you feel that there's going to be a judgment involved in um, your feedback, then that's not a good place for you because they're not looking out for your best interests. They have a specific point of view and um, you don't, that doesn't work for you. And so my, my best advice would be to look for um, a, a, another primary care physician who specifically talks about being weight inclusive or, you know, fat positive um, because they do exist. They're really out there and <clears throat> you deserve better care than that. Um, it's just... Totally. And the, the the thing is that most do- just doctors who go to medical school spend so little time on nutrition education and they are all sort of, you know, whatever, this is what their training is, like to go by the BMI and that if you're not in the like normal range of the BMI, then that is probably the source of whatever issue you might be having. But I'll, I'll tell you about my recent experience at my physical with a doctor who I'd seen in the past, but not since being in like quote unquote recovery. I told the the nurse, I told her like not to, or the assistant, like I said, don't, I don't want to be weighed. Like I'm dealing with like some like eating, disordered eating. If Depending on like what you feel like you're dealing with, that's what I felt like. And then when the doctor came in, we talked about a bunch of things. She like did the checkup, like very minimal. And then she like talked to me about various things. And in that conversation, I mentioned, or maybe she said like the nurse, the assistant said you didn't want to be weighed or whatever it was. But I brought up that I had been like actively trying to like recover from disordered eating and years of yo-yo dieting. And her main question was like, are you working with a dietitian on this? Or are you working with someone on this? She really just wanted to like know that I was like on it, you know, Mm -hmm. that it wasn't just like, don't weigh me and like, fuck it. Like she just wanted to sort of know like, okay, this is something you're working on elsewhere. Um, So yeah, I think that was like, you know, 
a, a positive experience I had where like they didn't really push it. Yeah. But also not everyone has the luxury to really work on it further. And I mean, especially with the cost of, of specialists, like you may not have the, the resources and or time to meet with a dietitian. And I just, you know, I, I think it's good that like you walked away from that feeling good, but, but also from my perspective, I'm like, it's not really anyone's business why you don't want to be weighed. I mean, and you were pretty transparent about why you didn't. And so to me, that should be, you know, sort of case closed, but there's so much sort of like suspicion or like, you know, it's okay to be overweight as long as you're like acutely aware of it and like doing absolutely everything you can to make it better. Well, I I don't think she was really saying like happy that I was like meeting a dietitian because of the weight. I think she was like, well, you're telling me you're like in a recovery from disordered eating. Like you should talk to someone about that. Right. Yeah. But I like, yeah, I don't know what it would have been like if I hadn't been like pretty transparent with her. Mm-hmm. My my reasoning for being transparent was because I'm thinking like it's better if she meets more patients like me who are talking about the gray area of disordered eating and the effect it's had on my weight throughout the years. No, I think I think transparency is so important. And the more honest we are with our doctors, the more they learn. Um, I think that doctors learn so much from patients. And if they, the more they see patients coming in and saying, I don't want to be weighed and whether they have quote unquote good reasons or not, it's important for them to know that getting weighed is really traumatizing for a lot of people. I mean, I haven't, I, I don't know what my weight is. I have not seen my weight in three years at least. Yeah. Because I've been to so many doctors and at every single one I say, please don't, you know, don't read it out loud to me. Right. Um, I was going to ask because the only doctor that really insisted that I know my, or not that I know it, but that I be weighed is um, I went to see a fertility doctor to potentially like do egg freezing. And she was like, well, if you're going to go under anesthesia for like the, the um, retrieval, like we need to know how much anesthesia to give you. So yeah. do they just like turn you around? Like what do you do? Yeah, I either turn around or I kind of just look up and they note it in their chart. But they, you know, because, you know, a lot of times, especially when you're younger, they're like, weigh you. And I think part of the traumatizing part is like waiting for the big reveal, you know, like yeah. what are they going to say? And- yeah. It's like going to Weight Watchers and like being on the biggest loser. It's like, oh she's down God. five. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like this number is so important that it, it requires announcing it. And so yeah. I'm like, it's fine if you think you need this information, even though it may not even be pertinent to this appointment, but I don't want to know about it because I don't, need that extra thing to worry about. I have enough to worry about and and my weight changing is not really um, important in this scenario. So why are we bringing it in here? Right. I also think it's pretty wild that a doctor told this this listener that no pasta is worth eating unless it's at a five-star restaurant. Like, that's a privileged comment. Like, you think everyone in the world gets to go to a five-star restaurant? And, and also, also very anorexic. <laughs> right, but also right, right. all pasta is good. <laughs> yeah, it's like not that hard to make good pasta. Yeah. You know how to time the boiling. Like, come on. It's, that is such an anorexic comment from that doctor. Yeah, like, is her doctor Kate Moss? Like, what? what is yeah. that? Right. I, that? That blows my mind. I mean, I 
a good friend of mine went to a new doctor recently and um, he made a comment to him that like, oh, your, your BMI is too high. And my friend just went off on him and he was like, we're not talking about that here. Like I just survived a pandemic. Like, are we really focusing on BMI right now? Are you kidding me? Um, and it's just like, it, it's just uh, amazing to me that that's still a fixation that doctors have. And instead of like, are, are you happy? Do you feel good about yourself? And if the answer is yes, like it's, it's, you know, and there. <laughs> well, I think like you said about like doctors staying in their lane on the other episode, like they stay in their lane and they were taught that their lane is this. Like they were taught that if you your BMI is high, like that it's probably the source of whatever other things and that is like to be corrected. But yeah, I mean, if doctors are out here saying no pasta is worth eating unless it's at a five-star restaurant, I don't think you need to worry about you saying dumb, sounding dumb when you say you don't want to be weighed. Like, I, I think it's becoming much more common now, and I, I wouldn't feel like, oh, this must be the first time they've heard it. And if they have, like, I don't know, are they not seeing a lot of patients? Because it's very common now. Yeah, I mean, I think if they haven't heard it, that's a problem because that means their patients are afraid of them and they don't feel comfortable being honest mm -hmm. about being weighed. Um, so I would just say, like, I hope people feel empowered to draw a line and say either I don't want to be weighed or I don't want you, please don't read it out loud to me um, because that you're well within your rights. I mean, that is, it is your, you are there, you are the patient, you are paying, it's your time and you're al allowed to set parameters for like what's comfortable for you. Absolutely. So you tell them, you don't <laughs> want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Marissa. This has been so helpful to just be speaking to you since you have dealt with so many of these things like, you know, consistently over the past few years. So you have been such a helpful and enlightening guest. And thank, thank you so much for, for coming on here for an yet another Betches podcast. <laughs> You're the best, Sammy. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. So everyone, if you want to chat with Marissa, you can follow her at Marissa Cabus on Instagram or Twitter. Of course, if you have a question or a non-scale win to send in, Email your non-scale win or your dear DST to dst at betches.com. Follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. Follow me at Sammy on Instagram. And we're always with you. You're thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong and Sean Kilby. Social media by Sydney Rafe. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.